Welcome back to the pod, our newest episode at Hustle Hard Stay Humble Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be here with Michael Tang. Michael, welcome. Thanks, Urban. Thanks for having me. Okay. Michael Tang, real estate agent from Land Power Real Estate. Yes. Appreciate you being here, brother. Definitely. Thank you. Okay. So what have you been up to today? Uh, today's just a little bit of house stuff, a little okay. bit of uh, family things. Awesome. Had some lunch with family. You know, did some DIY home renovations. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And now you're here at the pod studio. Yeah. yeah. At the uh, house real estate headquarters. Yeah. Okay. And then let's hit, let's talk about more about your real estate background. Okay. Michael. So wh- when did you first start? Uh, I started about five and a half years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what were you doing before real estate? So I was actually in corporate finance for about five years. Okay. And then um, I did that for a little while and uh, didn't really enjoy it too much. I was just looking at spreadsheets all day. So it was yeah. kind of uh, needed some change. So I decided, hey, I think real estate is good. You know, you can uh, quantify things for your clients. You can uh, analyze how things are going in the market. And uh, I found that to be very useful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, Michael, corporate finance, was that something you always wanted to do growing up? Or how did you land the corporate finance? And w- which school did you go to? Did you choose a school yourself? Or you, or, or is it like your parents or some kind of influence that you went to corporate finance? I want to kind of mm. how the whole transition. I want to know what made you get into real estate. So like what, what happened before when you were a kid? Yeah. So actually when I was uh, 15, I told my parents I just wanted to try out real estate okay. and they were like uh, I think you need a degree first <laughs> yeah, you know typical Asian parents gotta make sure you um, <laughs> go through university and uh, tell me about it my Asian parents too yeah. it's like you gotta be a lawyer doctor <laughs> then like the third thing is probably okay fine in the financial world yeah Thank something you. like yeah. that yeah, yeah something yeah. like that right yeah. so yeah. okay 15 years old you said to your parents that you want to be in real estate at that time. Yeah. Well, how did you get that initial thought? Like what exposed you to real estate, even at a teenager years? Uh, well, actually, like my family friend, he was in real estate and he used to show my parents around and we would go to open houses. We would uh, check out some pre-construction projects. And uh, at a very early age, actually, I think around 12, my parents were looking for a new home. And then this uncle showed my parents uh, a model home. So I walked through a few of them and that really captivated my um, my attention, like looking at the interior of the layouts and just checking out the different uh, homes that had like, some had lofts, some had um, kind of like an open space upstairs. So it was very like interesting. And I was like, hey, you know, these people just show homes and help people get into mm-hmm. you know their dream home so i was like this actually looks kind of fun and um obviously like there's a lot more work involved you know now that i'm an agent <laughs> i know before you just thought it's just the easiest thing watching them yeah. all close a deal so fast exactly. after showing a few homes exactly yeah very similar to my story as well i actually got exposed to real estate around similar age mm-hmm. where my sister thought about her first investment property oh, wow. and it was a young uh rock star agent uh, you know, coming out of the nice cars, nice clothes. Yeah. And, um, you know, honestly said a few words mm-hmm. to my sister saying that this is a good investment and you should buy it. And next thing you know, she bought it. And I was like, and I asked my sister, how much did, 
did did he make from this deal? And he mm-hmm. told me like twenty grand. Wow. And I'm like, wow, just because th- that time a one bedroom was like two hundred fifty k, right? Wow. And I was so like, cheap. I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, so that's real estate. Yeah. And that was one of my inspirations why I started too. It's just like. It, the typical saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if he can do it, if she can do it, yeah. I can do the same. For sure. But only when you get licensed and you actually do it, then you realize <laughs> behind the scenes how much work is involved oh, leading yeah. up to that point or mm-hmm. even post-closing the deal. Yeah. It's just so much things going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Anybody who thinks like going to real estate, <laughs> it's just like a, a quick, you know, sign a few papers there, selling Sunset, yeah. <laughs> make a few phone calls, yeah, do it from look the good. beach, e-signing. No, no. no. Yeah. Lots of hustling involved, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so which uh, schooling did you go to and at which point um, did you decided that, uh, you know, at corporate finance that, you know, did, did you did you give the resignation letter right away or did you stay at corporate finance and did part-time real estate? Because a lot of people will transition yeah. with just staying at the full-time job first until mm-hmm. they do a few deals or more. At what yeah, point? actually, uh, interesting you asked that because, like, even on my second date with my wife when okay. I first met her, I actually told her I was going to quit my corporate job. And I think I was around 25 at the time. Okay. And uh, I was thinking I quit my corporate job maybe close to like 30. Um, But I actually ended up quitting my corporate job around 26 and a half, something like that. Which company was it? So I was working for a reinsurance um, company Mm -hmm. downtown. And Mm -hmm. I was in the finance department. And... I kind of told myself, like, you know, these crazy, like, quarterly, monthly deadlines, you know, they, they'll keep coming. Yeah. You know, they'll never go away. You always have to do the reporting. always have to plan for the future. And I was just looking at all my colleagues, and they've been doing this. Some people have been doing it for, like, 40, you know, 45 years, like, their whole climbing career. Climbing the corporate ladder, right? Yeah, climbing the corporate ladder. You know, the lady, my colleague back in the day, she was just sitting there. And she's just telling me, like, you know, I've just, this is it, you know, like, like you can keep moving up. But at some point, there's that work-life balance that you're going to be giving up, right? The higher you go, the more, I guess, work and yeah. less balance, yes. right? So to me, it was kind of a no-brainer. I told my wife, you know, well, fiancé at the time, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not what I want to do. Um, it's going to be a risk. So she said, okay. If you're going to quit your job, come up with a business plan. Propose it to me. And I said, okay. So I, repl- I I actually sat down and I just spent like a whole day. I just wrote everything on a, you know, a piece of paper and I just stuck it to the fridge. And I said, okay, this is my plan. Yeah. And um, I'm going to give my notice to my boss. I'm going to go into her office and I'm going to let her know. Like, this is, this is not what I wanted. I thought this is what I wanted when I interviewed and she loved me. She hired me on the spot. Right. And I, I basically told her, you know, this is um, unfortunately not what I want to do. I want to follow my passion now. Uh, thankfully, at the time, my wife, um, she's, well, she's still working. but She's on mat leave right now. But she was able to support the both of us okay. with her income. So I said, okay, let me take this opportunity to really make this work. So basically... I quit my corporate job with zero clients in sight. I mean, I've been talking to like my colleagues uh, at work and my previous colleagues from previous companies about real estate as like 
just for fun, you know, like I just had so much interest in it. And, um, and also like from my personal experience, like I was buying pre-con, I, I probably like four or five months after I got engaged, uh, around 26. And I basically told all my colleagues like, Hey, there's this great opportunity, you know? And, you know, in a few years it actually doubled. So I said, okay, wow, real estate is, is something else. Like when you're in it, you yeah. get to experience it. You get to see the opportunities. If you're just like looking from time to time, I find that you really do miss the opportunities because yeah. you're also like trying to time it. You're not like paying attention. Yeah. You know, there's just small windows of opportunities is, yeah. that you have to take a calculated risk. Yes. Right. So same with my career. I took a calculated risk with, you know, I went from, you know, 70,000 to zero. And that was a huge, huge risk. On my part, yeah, but calculated, calculated, yeah, because right? you you have the wife support, thank God, that yeah. time, thankfully, yeah. yeah. So let's go backtrack. Uh, we'll touch on your first investment, but I really want to know the business planning there, yeah, because I find that a lot of new agents when they first start, they're not planning, like or, or they plan too much actually, okay, yeah, and they don't do enough of the the, the real work right. when it comes to uh, selling real estate. So your business planning. Do you mind sharing? What, what what did you have? Like, <laughs> like when you gave that business plan to your wife, what was it? Can you like was there a yeah. three year, five year goal yeah. or how? Like, what, can you? I want to know more about that. Yeah. So, well, first I had to get my real estate license. Like, it was just I didn't even That's get my license. Yet. Get I your license get my, first. Exactly. I didn't even have my license yet when I quit my job. Yeah. I said I'm going to quit my job so I can expedite. Yeah. Doing all the exams, get it done. So it was. You know, basically in the next six months, one year, three year, five year, 10 year, yeah. 15, 20 years, as far as, th as further, as far as 30, yeah. but like, obviously I'm only five and a half years in, right? Plus the 10 months that I spent studying and networking. So call it like six, you know, almost six, six and a half years, right? In real estate. And how I came up with it was just, I saw some very successful real estate agents, you know, and I just kind of said, hey, you know, that's what they did. Yeah. Right. Just I, follow it. Yeah. I talked to people yeah. and they told me, obviously, you got to network like yes. crazy. Tell every single person, you know, you're in real estate. Real it doesn't matter agent. who it is. Continue. Could be the janitor, could be. You know, the waitress at yeah. the restaurant. Yes. Could be at the airport, you know, on the plane. Everybody. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody. And uh, always prospecting. Always prospecting. And there's no opportunities that are beneath you. I think that was the number one thing is when you first start, you don't get any deals. Like, no one wants to list with you. You're nobody, right? So essentially, like, the only way you might have a chance is someone says, oh, nobody wants to lease out my property. Right. So you got to, you never done one before, like as a, as a new agent. So you, you help people lease out their units. Right. And it's, you know, we all know it's more work than actually a buy and sell deal these days. These days it is. Yeah. yeah it's very, sure. uh, <laughs> the qualifying process is yeah. a lot of work. Boy, back to the business plan. Like it was mostly, you know, I want to sell X dollar of real estate in a sense, like, I like to look at real estate. So I, I know what's 400, 500, a million, 1.5, 2.5, 3.5, 4.5, 5.5, 6.5, 7.5, 8.5, 9.5, 10.5, 11.5, 12.5, 13.5, 14.5, 15.5, 16.5, 
two, three, four, five million dollars up to ten, right? So my goal was as I as I go on, I'm okay to start. You know, back then we were still able to find real estate for like mid three hundreds, right? Five and a half years ago, it's crazy to think that everything's like six hundred now, right? So that was a good starting point for my business plan, and then. Because all my friends or colleagues, they were all just starting out real estate. So it actually aligned with my realistic goals. Yeah. How long did it took you to supplement your income that you were doing on your previous job, your full time job? How long, like how long? How many years in real estate? Did you say mm, probably around like a year and a half. That's pretty good. And, and would you say that at that time was it like a sense of relief? Because we all know how scary it is the first year. With, if you don't close any deals in real estate, it's zero <laughs> into your wallet. Hundred percent, right? yeah. It is definitely a scary process, but because if you trust the process, yeah, then the results will come. So I didn't do my first deal till I was like probably six months in, and yeah. uh, it was You're like better a, than me. My first deal was like a year in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think because I was like networking way before I quit my job. Yes, you do have probably at that time in your current job or even before that, yeah. like a pretty strong <clears throat> database already. Yeah. yeah, I started when I was in university. Okay. So I, I knew nobody. My age group was definitely not ready to buy. <laughs> yeah, and we were just talking about this before we started recording. My first uh, brokerage after I got my license was, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but the slogan was home of the top producers. Okay. I joined there because I thought that, okay, by joining here, I'll become a top producer. Right. Not that was not the no. case. That was not the case at all. I they were solely focused on producers, but as a new agent, it was not a great environment. Yeah, because they didn't have the I would say the proper support to foster new agents and also give them the right training. Yeah, yeah, and 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 at the, at the same time, the environment you're just another file. It's just another. Like, there's oh. so many agents in that brokerage. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure if you ask me for recommendations. I don't. I'm not always entirely sure. Recommend to go to the biggest brokerage. No, if you're starting out as a first real estate. So for me, because I my sphere I had nobody. Mm -hmm. I was just a really young kid yeah. starting out. So I know nobody. So my first deal was a struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in that time there was no teams, no support. Yeah, no no mentor at that time. Uh, did you have a mentor? So actually part of the deal of going to Landpire was, okay. you know, this uncle actually had met him at church. So at the uncle. He, yeah. He's the a, uncle yeah. And um, in my mind, I knew he was in real estate. I had a coffee with him and I said, hey, you know, you've been here so long. You helped start this brokerage. You know, what do you like about real estate? Is yeah. it hard to survive? My goal getting into real estate at first was just just to make the same amount of money, if not a little bit more than my previous job. And I would have been happy. You know, that was like my initial goal. And also, like, at that time, it was most realistic. Yeah. So having that conversation with him kind of helped reinforce the fact that it is possible to replace the income that I had, first and foremost. And second, that the added benefit is some flexibility in your schedule, right? Of course, your your clients are number one and uh, you have to balance that and kind of work around their schedule. But if you're like smart about it and you free up certain times for yourself and your family, you can still have that. And then for your clients, you can reserve certain times, you know, like in the evenings or maybe in at lunch, you know, or like 
early in the uh, on a Saturday morning or late afternoon on a Sunday, right? So as long as you kind of kept those times open, it's totally possible to enjoy the flexibility of real estate, right? And that was kind of one of the selling points of uh, going to land power was because he had all this insight, right? That I could kind of follow and mimic in a sense, right? As a mentor. And that was very helpful. Actually. Okay. So you learn a lot from your mentor. Yeah. And before we talk about like strategies of like how you first got your first deals mm-hmm. and also uh, get your name out there. In the beginning, when you transitioned from um, corporate to pretty much your business owner now. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. It's your own business. I know you have the mentor. However, uh, that transition, because corporate world, you go in, you, knew, you know what to do because you have someone over your head, you have the boss, you have the structure that you always have to do this from nine to five or whatever. Yeah. So transition to from real estate, how was that for you? Actually, it wasn't too difficult because I was actually always entrepreneurial okay so since i was like first year i started a clothing business with my roommate what kind <laughs> of clothing then, business was it it's kind of like urban luxury okay. kind of like a urban burberry kind of what was the name of it uh <laughs> what was it called uh cavalier de virtuoso cavalier de virtuoso i haven't pronounced that properly <laughs> the virtuoso yeah. what does the virtuoso mean uh just virtuous and um you know just okay well i mean when you're young you're just looking for cool yeah. names yeah and something that kind of fits like trying to the things. brand a logo that you came up with did you do well the sales and did you did so it, did it take off anywhere or? no actually so i had this whole team we were gonna start production i got an investment from my roommate and my my designer quit on me. Oh, oh no! <laughs> so I'm like, so you well, have to design yourself now. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I can't design, so yeah. I, you know, I had to scrap that. And I and he decided, you know, this, you know, he didn't sign a non compete. So I learned that the hard way. Oh, there you go. So he went somewhere else actually with those designs, and I think he sold them. Got it. And uh, that was kind of a lesson number lesson one. Number one. Starting entrepreneurial. Yeah. Yeah. And then. From there, it was, you know, I said, you know what? I actually enjoy helping other people start businesses. So I started a consulting business, which I helped, you know, at that time, it was some friends in university that had a business or their family had a business, or I saw some opportunities. I would kind of reach out to business owners and say, hey, um, how can I help? You know, how can I get more involved? And eventually it just became very second nature to me. I ended up having a lot of um, opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise. And now every time I look at different businesses, like I think back to those times when I did consulting for people, which actually really helps. um, With real estate, consulting about. Yeah, consulting real estate estate or treating your real estate business or your sales business as a business. Right. right? So that actually helps a lot because I, I do monthly business evaluations where I look at the progress that I have for myself, for my team, you know, for the brokerage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go into this uh, business, real estate business, as a job, you're going to get wrecked, <laughs> right? If you if you treat this as like your previous job, nine to five or corporate, mm-hmm. yeah, real estate, as you just said, is 
an actual business. It's your own business, yeah. even though you're under another business. Yeah. So that's so that's where you got your grit from from your past uh, businesses and yeah. con- consulting. Mm-hmm. Your your business uh, uh, acumen, okay. So, when it comes to uh, w- what did you learn from your mentor that really kind of kickstart? What is the number one nugget? Would you say that you that really really kickstart your real estate business that you're doing more sales and you kind of just like at that point like okay, I get it, like I get how this how this works, and do more deals. I think the key was you know. You're on your own. It's kind of every man for themselves, right? Um, you can treat your colleagues like competitors or you can treat them as collaborators, right? Mm-hmm. You leverage the network you have to learn whatever possible. But number one thing is um, don't be a master of none, right? You yeah. have to specialize specialize in one thing, yeah. right? You could be that jack of all trades, do a little commercial, a little bit of residential, a right. little bit of real estate development. But it's like... You got to really double down on something first. Yeah. Get your first pot of gold. Then you can expand your business. Right. Right. Into different um, different aspects of real estate or you can kind of. But for any new agents that just got the license, how do they know which, what to specialize though? Well, I think it kind of comes hand in hand with what they have done in the past, mm-hmm. uh, what they already know, and what kind of person they are. Right. Are you very personable? Do you really like to network? Do you really like uh, residential architecture? Do you like looking at floor plans? Do you love choosing finishes for um, for your own home or for your clients when they go through their pre-construction decor appointments? So it really depends. Like unless or you really like walking to office buildings yeah. and you know. Doing so what, those what would well. you what would you say, Michael? That you kind of like like to do that you specialize in? Uh, for me, it's definitely residential. Okay. I uh, had opportunities to go into commercials, do some like plazas and, you know, look at industrial warehouses and whatnot. But I was like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's money to be made there, but yeah. that's not my cup of tea. And I felt like if I was getting distracted with those opportunities, it's better to also refer out to uh, someone who actually specializes. Yeah, I agree. Right. I refer all the time. Because yeah. if I'm not comfortable in it, if I don't feel like I'm an expert at that thing, yeah, I rather just refer out, yeah, yeah, and not pretend that I know, yeah, that truly provide the best service for our clients for is sure. to refer out to a specialist, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. perfectly okay to do that, yeah, and it's in the best interest of your client, too, exactly, right, yeah, and you can only do so much too sometimes, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with it, yeah, yeah, okay, so land power now you're in the fifth year, did you say? Yeah, was five that? and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and h- how is it so far? What, what do you what do you get? What what do you say your main driver business is? Would you say is it past clients, or would you say do you have some kind of uh, marketing campaign that you like to do mm-hmm. to drive business? What is it? Well, actually, it's both. But primarily, when I first started, it was like repeat clients, referrals. You know, people I already had on like. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, whatever other platform you have that have people following you or you can message them. That's where you, that's where I started, right? Yeah. I actually got a few clients off of LinkedIn, which is very interesting because, and that was actually to connect with like past colleagues. It was more of a professional setting. So LinkedIn is a big thing for you, it sounds like, because you came from a corporate world. Yeah. And a lot of them is still watching you, still connected to you, still chatting with them on LinkedIn. Yeah. So LinkedIn, would you say, is your 
your top lead generator or um or no? it used to be yeah but what i actually try to do is i try to convert them from linkedin onto a more social platform yeah you know add them as a more friend. personal gonna see personal. your personal side yeah yeah because yeah. in linkedin it can just be so business business like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but did you have any luck would you say and in, in like in, in linkedin though uh yes and no okay uh right now i don't actually get too much business from oh, linkedin yeah. i get more like people who want to meet me i okay. guess for other okay business opportunities but uh mostly it's actually off of facebook or instagram or even like referrals and then they would text i, I, I asked because recently i got um a client from linkedin oh nice i, I, just, I just got a doctor wow yeah i actually found uh the, my all my doctor clients has been from linkedin it's something about like that's the place that they trust and they go to uh, okay and um i'm not as active mm-hmm. in there as instagram but i still do post stuff quite a bit okay and it was great like that uh, and i can see why he utilized linkedin so much because mm-hmm. every time like we just he just bought a house for me i, I sold his house first and then okay. now but it, it was interesting because every time i do a referral recommendation mm-hmm. like a contractor mortgage broker lawyer yeah i go with him to the appointment and before that person kind of introduced themselves and stuff, he already knows everything about him. Because <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I know. I, I checked, I checked, this, I checked you guys out yeah. on LinkedIn. I checked you out on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I, that's how I know LinkedIn is really that powerful too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and you hear a lot of gurus talking about it now that LinkedIn is the next big thing, or it, it already is. is. Yeah, and it's under uh, used, really underutilized, especially yeah. in the real estate world. Yeah, I find that yeah, we do. <laughs> So many, like so many agents are doing that dancing videos on TikTok yeah. and stuff, <laughs> which is great. Go have fun. Yeah, but yeah. I feel there's something in LinkedIn that that's not untapped yet for for a lot of real estate agents. Yeah. At least for me, I find it like I can probably utilize LinkedIn more because I got some pretty big clients from LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from here on on, like what what are your, is there any goals that you want to share that as, as well when it comes to uh, in real estate, are you planning to stay in as real estate, or because sometimes real estate agents use real estate as a stepping stone? Right. Yeah. So, do you have something that you maybe like some side venture, or like do you have any <laughs> like <laughs> side hustle? You know, so a lot of times uh, uh, the the guests that I speak to too, as well, and the friends I speak with, they mm-hmm. they it's a stepping stone. Yeah. And they do a lot of other ventures as well. For sure. Other yeah. than full time real estate. So. Yeah. Well, definitely, there's some goals that I have that I haven't reached yet. Yeah. Because um, you had the business plan, right? You yeah, had the one year, three year, five year plan, yeah. not 10, 20 year. So funny enough and fortunate enough, I was able to actually hit every single milestone that I set up for myself. Good for uh, you. From, you know, back in the day when awesome. I set it. So definitely I have some plans in real estate. Um, looking to probably double down on maybe a different aspect of real estate. You know, I'm very interested in, like, development, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a very... Because this actually the natural passion for looking at architecture. And I used to actually um, sketch, like, skyscrapers in history oh, class. Because okay. I was just... And my teacher would be like, oh, look, you drew another building, you know? Yeah. It must have been very boring. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, like, is this natural inclination to designing and getting involved more and actually like building something that's tangible you know for us it's 
you know, we're essentially like trading contracts, right? You're signing documents and, okay, you bought a house. Congratulations, right? It's not like we actually built the house for our clients, right? So I felt like, you know, there's something more to real estate that really is kind of pulling me in a little bit deeper, right? And I think obviously comes, you know, more risk, more um, research, and you need you know, really good team around you to, to get into that, right? You obviously need a lot of capital, you know, and um, good people to help you build the house, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, that definitely is kind of like something I would love to get into uh, one day, you know, when that opportunity comes. But for now, um, I'm actually recently taking on an opportunity at my own brokerage where I'm helping to manage it, okay. right? So that was kind of um, a stepping stone to how to run a brokerage, how to, you know, lead a big team in a sense, right? Uh, Aside from that, I also have my own team that kind of handles my personal business. And uh, I teach them how to generate leads, how to uh, do the marketing, how to write content, and how to go through the different deal opportunities that come away. And um, just A to Z, you know, and uh, hopefully one day, you know, they can also leaders you know in the real estate industry. love that lead by example yeah so the management role in your brokerage mm-hmm. how is that so far like how many people you manage and like the training that they get yeah do you did they have any feedback well actually i was doing it before i got the opportunity to help manage the brokerage so you know i would out of the goodness of my heart i just like to help yeah you know and yeah. i see someone who's new and they're like just sitting in the office all by themselves, I would go up to them and say, hey, how's it going? You know, what are you working on? You don't mind me asking, you know, is there something I can help you with? Yeah. You know, they're always like, oh, yeah. Then they come up with like 100 questions <laughs> for you, right? But that's actually something I really enjoy about real estate. Not only Amazing. do you help clients, yeah. you can also help other agents. You help peers, colleagues, because yeah. you know, everyone, there's always something to learn. Oh, and always. a lot of times we don't know who to go to yeah. for that help. I remember when I first started, mm-hmm. like, we need more of you, Michael, definitely. We need more <laughs> of you in this industry. Because when I first started, the environment that I was, mm-hmm. and, I, and I really shared which brokerage it was in yeah. that environment, it was like, no one was willing to help. Yeah. Yeah. I asked, and it's like, everyone's to themselves. I don't know what it was. It's mm-hmm. like, nobody want to share. They're, they're afraid I'm going to take their secrets <laughs> and their learn <laughs> and then take their clients or something. I yeah. don't know what it was. It was just yeah. like, everyone's just so closed off. And, yeah. But no, we need more of you, Michael. I remember the first... Uh, there was one, there was one uh, 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 veteran agent at that time that mm-hmm. was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always that one in that brokerage, yeah. right? one or two. And I still remember, finally I got a deal, and it's always like that, right? The first deal is never smooth. There's yeah. hiccups, yeah. Uh, even though the offer was accepted. After that, I need to do an amendment, mm-hmm. but I've never done an amendment. <laughs> I've never done it, and yeah. then time was running out, the irrevocable. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or like uh, something about the closing. I can't remember now. But I needed to get an amendment done. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue what I was doing. So I called the front desk. Yeah. And I had time to uh, go in. And the front desk was way too busy or something. They like, okay, I get that mm-hmm. to you afterwards. But like, I need it right now. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, the veteran agent, her name such of a P. Okay. Shout out to <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Really, she was awesome. She's like, "Hey, Raymond, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. What do you need?" And I'll type it out for you. Wow! Yeah, she was so good. She dropped everything that day, uh, that time, to help me write up that amendment mm-hmm. and send it to me, and also explain to me. 
Wow. So it, yeah, shout out to those agents that like always willing to take the initiative to help out, especially the younger ones or the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes a difference. I always remember that. Actually, I remember my first deal. Um, I called my mentor. I said, my client wants to make an offer. He's like, congrats. It's like, so did you send in the offer? I was like, no, I don't know how to fill out an offer. <laughs> so, so you're supposed to send in an offer? <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I actually sent in the, um, I sent him the, the, the co-op agent. Oh, sorry. I was the co-op agent. I sent in the buyer's representation agreement to him and the guy was like, What's this for? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sending me the yeah? The where's bra, the, the bio offer? Rep. Then I'm like, yeah. I realized, oh, I have to fill all these other forms. Yeah, you know, and I, and I totally forgot because I was just panicking. Yeah. You know, we just finished seeing this condo. Yeah, my client loved it. I said, like, okay, I gotta send it in for everybody else. And I called my I called my um, my mentor because I was actually driving. I was just kind of stopped somewhere, and he's like, okay, give me the address. You know, he stopped what he was doing. Literally dropped what he was doing. And he actually helped me fill out the uh, the forms. Yeah. And then he sent yeah. it to my email. So by the time I parked my car, yeah. it was already in my inbox. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, who would do this? Like, you ask anybody else, like, it's, no, I don't got time. I mean, it's not my deal. I know, deal. time it's is money. Deal. Yeah, it's your deal, right? Yeah, your I, deal. I'm not I, getting anything. Exactly. And that, that actually resonated with me a yeah. lot. And I said, because somebody else helped me when I needed them the most, I should set out as one of my, you know, underlying goals to help whoever help needs help. Whoever needs it. Right. And sometimes I would have friends from different brokerages. They would call me for like some advice in terms of like their own kind of, um, not like with, not like deals with their clients, but just kind of their business planning aspect of, of their career. And just kind of helping them get through some hurdles and, you know, mindset, right? Just helping them unblock that, right, sometimes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing, like, in real estate especially, like, the best way to learn is shadowing. Like, oh, yeah. like the people that helped us in our, you know, we just shared our first experience of uh, yeah. someone helping us. We always had that story of the first time deal that's, like, yeah. totally ridiculous. Right? <laughs> and you, you can imagine, if they try to explain to us, it's just like, like okay, mm-hmm. you might, they might as well I'll just do it for you, yeah. learn it from there, and then... Yeah. But yeah, like even our house members, especially the newer agents, I I always say just just come in with me to the listing appointments, mm-hmm. or when it comes to writing up an offer, I'll just do it for you for the first one, yeah, or second one, and then just watch. Yeah, frame it on your wall because you'll be referring to this one. <laughs> <laughs> the first offer, first yeah. accepted offer, yeah, framed for sure. No, uh, that's why I think team there. Don't you think like? What do you think about the team model compare? Because in team model, mm-hmm. especially when you're first starting out, you can literally watch, yeah. right? The leaders, your peers. 100%. And then you're going to learn a lot mm-hmm. faster than probably a solo agent. Yeah, actually. So my goal when I first started was I actually looked for the top producer in my office and... Um, I was like, okay, I know who the top producer in my office now. It was quite obvious. And he had like so many listings and I see his face everywhere. And I was like, okay, I got to talk to him. But like, I never get to see him. He's so busy. He's never in the office, just meeting clients all the time. But I see his two agents that were his assistants. Right. And they do all his open houses. And I said, okay, I'm just going to visit all their open houses, take the initiative to just stand around, talk to them, learn from them. 
You know, if it's slow period, even better, right? Like you have more opportunity to talk to them and they're going to be there for two hours, right? So I basically took that opportunity upon myself to network with those agents that were doing the open houses for this top producer. And I said, hey, um, I'm available, you know, because I'm new and but I I can learn really fast. You know, I love the way you do this. You know, your open house is well presented and how you talk to your clients. And he's like, okay, well, when people come in, why don't you talk to them and try to, you know, share more details about the home. And, and then he asked me like, well, how do you, how would you do an open house? Right. So I said, okay, well, you know, these are the steps that I would take and the research that I would do beforehand in case some potential buyers walk in or agents walk in and they have some questions and, once you have all the details of the home, you know, from the seller and on geo warehouse, wherever else you can scrape together some information, you know, school zones and whatnot, you know, you just have to really sell the features of the yeah. home, the location, and why you should buy this house instead of the one down the street, right? And I learned that from actually that agent, right? So shout out to the to that agent who helped me out. And he actually talked to the top producer and got me involved to Perfect. do open houses. Then I did open houses for entire summer, Saturday, Sunday, without fail, two to four for like, you know, three months. I got so much experience in those three months of doing open houses. You know, they had so many listings. So I saw a lot of different properties, a lot of different locations. And that like really, really propelled my learning you know, all the way to the top because without those opportunities, right, real life experiences, you know, you have nothing to kind of look back on. You know, everything you read online is just, you know, that's somebody else's experience. It could be theoretical, but it's not your experience. And it's hard for you to progress further in your own career if you're not learning from the past. It's like, oh, I could have talk to that person, got a little bit more information and get them signed that open house, you know, sign up sheet. Yeah. And I've actually gotten clients off of the open house, mm-hmm. uh, sign up sheets and yeah. yeah open house is a, a really big driver for business. Oh, huge. Nothing beat face to face with someone yeah. coming in through the door, your door, exactly. or the listings door. Yeah. And then all you have to do is just talk and build report yeah. and build relationship and eventually follow up. Mm-hmm. and call and try to, you know, get that business really yeah. get as a client yeah. relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And you just said it, hit the nail on the head is like the nothing beats than um, watching live someone yeah. else do it, Yeah. right? That's more like a veteran, more experienced mm-hmm. agent. And that way you learn the fastest yes. rather than trying to just always go to training or mm-hmm. I was about to say, listen to podcasts, hey, podcast <laughs> helps too, but yeah. whatever training, all that, yeah, doing your own time, but don't do so much of that because it's all about taking action. That's yeah. what I liked about your story that, the story that you just shared is that mm-hmm. just go out and continue meeting people. Yeah. Go network. out and network. Yeah. yeah. If you, whenever you think that you're down or you don't have enough business, Go out and meet more people. Yeah, go have coffee with your existing clients. Yeah. If, if you don't have anybody else to meet, they would love to chat with you. And it's not just meeting potential clients. It's yeah. meeting people in the industry because yeah. you never know the opportunities come from meeting other agents, mortgage brokers, lawyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you did is uh, as well. And, it, and, the, and after that, they introduced you to the team leader that mm-hmm. gave you other opportunities. Yeah. 
Never stop meeting people. This is a people business. 100%. You got to continue networking and meet as many people per day. Yeah. Online, in person. Online too. Yeah. It's so easy nowadays. Not easy, but a lot easier in this, gener- in th- in this generation, mm-hmm. right? Back then, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> or not even, sorry, we didn't have social media, sorry. No. Internet we had, but social media, mm-hmm. we didn't have. We literally have to work the phone yeah. or go out to events to meet people. Mm-hmm. Now social media, you can literally DM people. Easy. That's how we connected. <laughs> that's how, that is how we connected. That's yeah, right. We just, we just DM'd. Yeah. So that's why DM people and there's 10. For anybody to say that I, 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 I don't know where to go, I need to add, you need to add minimum 10 people to your name list, yeah. right? To your Rolodex, to your CRM. And that can be all done within a few hours of just DMing people without even leaving the comfy seat of your office or your couch, (laughs) right? It's actually not as hard as people think, you know? Honestly, you you can send out like 30 messages to people that you haven't connected with before and you got to wait for them to reply, right? So you can do whatever else you need to do in that time of waiting. Yes. And... You know, it is a numbers game. Like, the more you reach out, the better you get at it. And eventually, you're going to get that message right. Where And you got to curate it, right? Yeah. You can't just, like, you can't hey, hey, let's be for coffee. Let's yeah. be for coffee. For what? You right. know, you know, you want market updates? No, I, I know I know it, you know, quite well myself, right? It's all about giving value. Yeah. Right? It's, when about, it's about build rapport. Don't be salesy. But yeah. continue giving value. Give value. Give value then ask for the business, yeah. right? You cannot be the snake oil salesman or that vibe where you're just asking for business mm-hmm. in the beginning. This, this doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people will recognize that, you know, you're a thought leader in the industry and they they will come to you for, you know, questions and, you know, for le- learning more about different opportunities. And how do you do that, Michael? Like, how do you position yourself <laughs> as the, you know, the leader in the industry and where people come to you? Yeah, so actually I used to write um, kind of like a Q&A for my existing client base and I would write my own personal insights, you know, like I literally take what I learned from that week yeah. or the previous week or things that I learned from like training, sales meetings, talking to other colleagues, professionals, mortgage brokers, whoever, right? And I would kind of write in my own uh, perspective in a sense, you know, these are my insights, you know, some people like to look at numbers. So I would give some numbers. Some people want to see how, what I think of the future, right? So yeah. I would give a forecast, obviously full disclaimer is a forecast. It's a hundred percent. I love that. Full disclosure. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> this is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But where would you write it? Uh, so I actually focused more uh, in written form. It yeah. helped me to... The pen and paper is the best. Yeah, like, sure, there's no tone to the words in a sense, but it helps you to really write down what you want to or, you know, want the audience to hear. Uh, and you really have time to go over yeah. it one more time, especially in this industry. You have to be very careful about giving your perspective and your insights because some people might follow it. And then if it's not the right insight, they take it as real advice without doing their own due diligence. And then they end up with some investment or some property that, you know, is not ideal for this situation because 
everyone has a different situation, right? So it's about analyzing that particular client or prospect situation and helping them create a plan, you know, for the future. So it, there's no one size fits all. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing that I've been helps. It's been helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that journaling or reflection? Yeah, I always preach planning, planning, planning. And then execute. Yeah. But that reflection at the end of the night has been helping me a lot lately too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't do it enough before. I feel like I'm better at it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it's just as important as planning. Oh, reflection. 100%. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing right or wrong. Like sometimes you could have doubled down on certain things that, you know, that's been really helping your business, you know, or what people have been commenting on, something you could fix or something We're you could We're so change. busy and there's so much noise and so many new shiny objects in real estate. Yeah. And that we're always trying different things and always like go, 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 doing mm-hmm. that deal, always helping our clients first, right? So yeah. that's why I get it. It's hard for you to think about yourself. Yeah. Right? But, you know, in the, like in our podcast, we even say right here, right, hustle hard. But it's not, hustling is important. But what about the other side, the wellness? Because yeah. you got to, it's about you time. You time is so important. Mm-hmm. It, it, what, what do you do for uh, when you two, uh, you know, wind down and to chill out and your break time? What do you, what do you like to do, Michael? So my number one go-to, if I'm in proximity of a park, yeah. I would like to go for a walk. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm at home, I go take a shower, go work out. Like, you just need to be doing something that is kind of mindless so that you can think, right? You yeah. need time and space to decompress. Yeah. You know, when you're like a sponge, you know, you can absorb a lot. But when you're like kind of like a, a fist, it's very hard for you to mm. to zoom out and really get perspective on your situation, right? And you know, we're often so busy, so caught up in the deal. You know, you you really need that time to decompress. Like Just you go said. out and breathe, get some yeah, fresh air. Need, fr- need oxygen. Need o- yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we know in t- how intense a deal can be sometimes. Oh, very, it is, yeah. it is a lot of stress that you put on yourself as agents. Yeah, because you're literally taking the client's stress. Oh, yeah. you literally are, 100%. and you put it on yourself. Yeah. And there's so much pressure too because there's so much on the line mm-hmm. that you're like, I gotta get this deal done and, and get the best deal for my client. Of course. Yeah. And, and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. But and sometimes we put it on ourselves too, and I, and I and I feel that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's why wellness and you time is so important, especially yeah. in the real estate industry. And like you should, like you said, go out, breathe, yeah. go out for walks, trails, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever you know, go out to the gym. Yeah. Spa day. Go to get a coffee and yeah. just sit by yourself. Actually, I like learning that. to eat I, by yourself. You don't always have to be around people. No. If that's your thing, you like to be around people, great. If you want to kind of just um, zone out and not yeah. just talk about real estate and just be with your friends and yeah. family, yeah, sure. With a dog. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely block off alone time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the future of real estate is going to be? What do you think about AI? Do you think it's going to take over your jobs? <laughs> You know, when it first came out, you know, like ChatGBT and all these other AI systems that people are building, you know, it's it's kind of scary that it's because certain companies have been collecting a lot of our information. Yeah. And they know Google, it sometimes yeah, almost yeah. better than we know ourselves in some sense, you know, yeah. whatever information that we've given them uh, or they've heard. <laughs> so I think the future of real estate still requires the human touch. You know, at the end of the day, a robot can tell you, maybe, 
you know, accurately how much that house is worth. But unless the robot can read minds of the seller of their particular situation and they've given them that information, which they would never because that would not help them in the negotiation. I, I don't think that AI can really replace humans. I think it's a good aid. It's good to use it to research information, to to learn more about, to get up to speed quicker, right? So I look at it as an accelerant uh, for learning rather than a replacement yeah. for us, you know? No, I completely agree. Like when, I, and that's why we believe in too as innovative services. You got to innovate and be not even in the time, but you got to be even lead the industry and 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 whatever uh, the latest technology is that helps us with our business. Yeah, because that's what technology is, mm -hmm. right? And I agree with you. I don't th see it replacing yeah. uh, <clears throat> realtors. However, if you use it properly and and do use the latest tools to help you because if, if you you could be easily far uh, behind just like social media you've seen it easily those agents mm -hmm. when i first started and i was trying to preach and try i've been screaming at the top of my lungs that like, we gotta go, go do social media gotta do more social media and these like top agents ogs the fans <laughs> they're like what are you doing posting yeah. on facebook instagram yeah what are you doing doing these house tours on youtube mm -hmm. right goals make phone calls and door knock, which yeah, of course, right? That helps too. But yeah. if you're not creating content and social media in this day and age, it's just like, you're, you're like a dinosaur really, in my opinion. Yeah, in you're gonna opinion. go extinct. And yeah. you know, it's crazy that you said that because I was just looking up the stats, you know, every month there's 2 billion users on Instagram. Right? Yeah, I, I believe that. Whether sure. they're like 100% legitimate or not, maybe some are bots, but yeah. there's a good number there. That's like 25% you know, of the population in the world right now. Of the world. A billion. And actually most of them are on YouTube at least yeah. half the time, right? So if you're not there with some sort of presence where people will come to you for real estate something, then you have no exposure. And even if you have a listing, because I know you guys do a lot of listings, you need eyeballs, you need traffic, you need potential buyers. Otherwise, you're bidding with who, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nobody to call. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and that's why we like to leverage YouTube. Yeah. Because we feel that platform has the most, you know, DIY or searching for any kind of info. Mm -hmm. I know this generation, the Gen Zers, like to look for TikTok for anything. <laughs> I don't use TikTok. <laughs> for any recommendation. <laughs> and I, yeah, that platform works too. But we feel for real estate, mm -hmm. uh, YouTube is the best platform for long format. And as well with the shorts, it's very powerful now too. Yeah, very powerful. The short format videos. Think about it. YouTube is owned by Google, right? The number <laughs> one search platform in the world. Yeah. And... They say YouTube is like the second biggest platform for search as well because mm -hmm. like YouTube is, is owned for by videos. Google yeah. for videos, right? Mm -hmm. So anybody that's looking for any how-to videos for advice or learn something, it's YouTube. Yeah. So it just makes the most sense that, you know, we, we focused on uh, the signature house tours and our everything. And we, and we get a lot of business from it, I have to say. like mm -hmm. a, we, a lot of people, after seeing that video, they're like, yeah, I've seen how you sell, how you market the listing, mm -hmm. and that is the reason why we called you in. Yeah, yeah, it has helped us tremendously. Yeah. No, and the AI I agree with you too. Like it's, 
AI has it's there to help agents to excel. Like a lot of things that we we want to do、mm-hmm. with like writing up offers or maybe creating content or even like uh, uh, um, uh, anything that's administrative. I feel like AI can do that.、Yeah. I, like you say, can never replace the human touch because、mm-hmm. you are trusting the number one. Decision in your life, almost right, buying or selling a property could be the biggest transaction of your life. Yeah, so I still don't see anybody trusting that decision from a robot or or some kind of artificial intelligence yet.、Yeah. <laughs> Hard to say in twenty thirty years, but、yeah. in the in the direct short、uh, period of time here, I don't think so. The, the AI is there to help us, but I do think that for the industry, like the, I don't think AI will replace realtors, but I do feel that any realtors that's not leveraging AI、mm-hmm. are, are the ones that's going to be behind. It's like it's you know ChatGPT is free. I mean, there's a free version, so why don't you? I just try got the、out? plus, <laughs> the twenty <laughs> bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. Is it substantially better? <laughs> it's、uh, connected to the internet. Okay. So before uh, uh, the ChatGPT free version,、uh, there's a lot of lag time and you can't even log in because <laughs> they prioritize the obviously the paid subscribers. <laughs> But other than that, like how now it's connected to internet. No, it's been good. Like、yeah. it's uh, I, I noticed that. Yeah, no, I feel it's worth. The twenty bucks. Okay. Yeah, because now you're getting real time data. Because、mm-hmm. before the、uh, free version, it's only the AI only has the information up to twenty twenty one. Yeah. So it's not up to date information.、Yeah. It's twenty twenty two now, but still out of date. <laughs> <laughs>、yeah. So we always ask our guests this:、um, What are your favorite quotes, or is there one book that you want to? Uh, recommend. What is your favorite book, or what's your favorite quote? Up to you. <laughs> I would say my favorite book is. Well, to be fair,、um, I used to read a lot of books, but then I realized it's really just learnings from here and there because your life circumstances change. Yes. Right. So some quotes will remain relevant. But I would say, over time, I started to like think about my own quotes. You know, like that was、yeah. most relevant to myself. That's what I'm doing、right? too. And I would say, you know, for a lot of people, they're looking at, you know, what is success? Yeah. You know, to some people, it's a lot of money. It's about, you know, having, you know, whatever you want, doing whatever you want. But I, I think it's most important that,、um, I guess my. Definition of success would be to do things when you want to, and、uh, because you can, right, and live well below your means, because that's what gives you extra capacity to really expand, especially when you're young, right. There's no need to have that excess.、Yeah. Okay, so you're not a big book reader anymore, but that, that was a that was a great saying, though.、Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah, and and I agree. Like I, I try to live my life. In, within your means,、right? of course. Yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Well, Michael, thanks for coming to our pod. Really appreciate you coming here, taking the time. It was an awesome time. Awesome man. Yeah. So, until next time. All right. Thank you, everyone.